Hello, and welcome to Teacher in Zion Podcast, a podcast for Christians, Mormons, ex-Mormons, and other Book of Mormon believers, or anyone questioning their faith or the church, with an emphasis on seeking the truth wherever it leads, but especially in gaining a closer relationship with Jesus Christ. I am your host, Doug Hatton, and this is episode 15 of the podcast, entitled, A Few Comments and an Encouragement. Because my wife and I will be traveling this weekend, I didn't have time to get out a full episode, but we'll return to the regular format next week. However, I did want to take time to share a few things. First, I will be appearing in this weekend's episode of the Restored Gospel Podcast, which was actually recorded last weekend, and I believe it will drop on Saturday. You can listen to the audio of their podcast on the Google Podcast app. That's how I first found them. Or you can watch the video of the podcast on their YouTube channel. Just search for Restored Gospel Podcast, and you should find it. I was invited to appear as a guest on that podcast and ended up having a great conversation with Shane Robinson and host Mike Barrett. While you're at it, you might consider subscribing to that podcast. If you enjoy this podcast, I think you'll enjoy their podcast as well. Teacher in Zion is only 15 episodes in now, but I'm sure even that small amount of content probably packs a wallop for some people who ended up listening to it. While it is never my intention to offend, I do believe that it is important to plainly speak the truth. We do not have time to waste or mince words. Time is short. Far too many people are trapped in dead religion. I know because I was once one of them. And in many ways, I am still in the process learning how to rid myself of the religious baggage, the traditions of men, and the false doctrines that have crept into the church. I have not arrived, but I am learning how to walk with God in the newness of life. I know people have said this for centuries, but we truly are living in the last days. Jesus is going to return, and when we see him at last, nobody is going to want the experience of standing before Christ only to hear him say, I never knew you, while we try to explain how we've done so many things in his name. Things like trusted in the arm of flesh, made converts to an institution rather than to Christ preached sermons about how we're the one true church to the exclusion of others, and how Joseph Smith was a true prophet of God, rather than preaching the gospel, treated the fullness of the gospel as something lesser, focusing instead on new and exciting doctrines brought forth in the Doctrine and Covenants and elsewhere, some of which are ultimately contrary to the teachings found in the Book of Mormon. We've stood in judgment of the faith of other Christians as being simple-minded, imagining that they will receive a lesser reward because of it, while we will be exalted to celestial glory, because we're proud participants in dead religion guided by the religious spirit. Presumptuously, we got baptized for dead people who didn't ask for it, maintained our temple recommend, 
participated in secret oaths, faithfully wore our sacred undergarments, and got sealed for eternity, vainly imagining that we will one day be exalted to the station of God ourselves. All the while, never having walked in the fullness of the power of the Holy Spirit, which is promised to all those who truly believe in Christ and come unto him, not to a church institution or some human prophet, but come unto him to be transformed by the baptism of fire and the Holy Ghost and made into a new creature in Christ, able to speak in new tongues, prophesy, heal the sick, perform miracles, cast out devils, and so on. I would spare you that pain if I could. But even if these sins are not laid directly on you and me, but placed on those in leadership who led us into this error, God would that you get free of the deceptions of the institutional churches now, and rather than trusting in men, rely wholly upon Christ and the words of Christ, which are in the New Testament and brought forth in purity and with great plainness in the Book of Mormon, which two books the Lord intended us to use as one to the laying down of false doctrines. Nowhere does the Bible or the Book of Mormon prophesy of three books or four books growing into one, but rather two records only. And if we would not treat those things lightly, but allow them to help direct us as a people into that personal relationship with Christ, having truly received the mighty gift and power of the Holy Spirit, then it says, other records would come forth, records from the other lost tribes of Israel, and that those records would not give us different truths, but would, according to the Book of Mormon, quote, establish the truth of the first records, namely the Bible and the Book of Mormon. I want to share today that I am encouraged over the last few weeks, I have come in contact with numerous individuals who have reached out to me, many of whom found me through this podcast, and they have shared with me their struggles and the desire to walk in the newness of life with Christ and to be free of dead religion. For many, this may mean great sacrifice and trials on their part, but I believe many of them, like myself, are encouraged because they have found that they are not alone in this, that there are others who have likewise come to these truths, even the truth of Christ. People from all different backgrounds in the Restoration, LDS, RLDS, Church of Christ Temple Lot, Church of Christ with the Elijah Message, and so on, being there many factions out there. Be encouraged, brothers and sisters. God is moving. Isaiah 11, 11. He has promised that he will set his hand a second time to recover his people. This move of God is like a tsunami wave designed as a judgment upon our institutional churches, an earthquake. But this wave is not only a judgment, but it is also a refreshing for those who truly see Christ. This wave will carry many away from the bondage of their dead religion 
so that they may be free at last. Please understand, I am not asking anyone to leave their church institutions. I am teaching that we must embrace Christ as we have never done before and trust in him rather than in men, whether they be a pastor, a bishop, stake president, the quorum of twelve, or a prophet. Trust in Christ and his doctrine alone, as Jesus himself declared it in purity in Third Nephi, and after declaring his doctrine in the plainest language possible, he tells us that if anyone seeks to add anything to what he gives there and tries to call it his doctrine, they come of evil, and hell standeth ready to receive such. Hear ye, O seekers of truth, the plain and precious gospel and doctrine of Jesus Christ, as revealed in the New Testament and in the Book of Mormon, and be transformed by it. Listen and heed the voice of Christ, who the Book of Mormon tells us is the God of Israel, even the very Eternal Father. The scriptures say that many will be martyred for his sake in the last days. Jesus told us that those who seek to save their lives will lose it, while those who lose their lives shall preserve it. We are in a time when martyrdom may not necessarily mean the death of our physical bodies, but rather the loss of the life that we have built for ourselves. Rather than leaving the church institution because you see it as wrong, the Lord may desire that you stay and stand as a witness of the truth. It may be his will that you suffer the pain of being rejected for the truth and put out of the church. Martyrdom may come in the form of losing one's community, separation from family members, or even divorce. And these are hard things, and the Lord knows they are hard. He does not ask these things of his disciples lightly, and he will not command you in this. But if you desire to know his will, he may ask you to suffer these things for him. He also suffered as we do, and even greater things he suffered, because he loves us. Even so, if you are appointed to feel the pain of rejection and suffer these things, be sure to suffer it with love in your heart, recognizing that those who cause you this pain know not what they do. Look them in the eyes with compassion. Forgive them. Tell them that you love them, regardless of what they do. Turn the other cheek. We do not fight against flesh and blood, but against powers and principalities. Do not allow it to become personal, even though the things you suffer will be intimately personal to you. Understand that they do not really reject you, but instead they reject Christ. For if you had continued to go along with them, and if you had continued in error, you would have had their praise. Whatever you suffer, do it in such manner as that it would become a testimony, a testimony which plants seeds in the hearts of those who witness it. Know that you will not suffer these things alone, but Christ will suffer them alongside you. This is where we'll stop for now. I went a little longer than I had intended, but I believe what needed to be said was said. So, 
Go with the Lord, my friends. Be aware that God is with you wherever you go and in everything that you do. Be aware of his continual presence. Know also that you are in my prayers and that you are not alone. There are many who are awakening. People are beginning to question and learn who Christ really is, what his doctrine really is. And they are learning how to make a genuine, life-altering covenant with the living God, that they may enter into his rest and become a witness of the truth that sets us free. Until next time, God bless. Join us for discussion in our Facebook group, facebook.com forward slash groups forward slash hope of Zion or at our YouTube channel, Teacher in Zion. That's the word teacher, space, and in Zion spelled as one word. My books can be found at amazon.com forward slash author forward slash Douglas Hatton. That's H-A-T, like a hat on your head. T-E-N, like the number 10. Until next time.